Hello and welcome to Theories, a podcast all about theories. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Laura. Uh, how are you doing this week, Laura? Last week was your first week on, on uh, well, this new podcast. Yeah, and this week I feel like I'm a pro. Uh-huh. I know everything there is to know yeah, about you've podcasting. Already been, you've been bossing me around a lot before this, telling me, no, the microphone goes this way. Yes. Put the headphones on the other way. And other various audio-related <laughs> technical details. Yes, I know everything now. Um, I was so. I mean, we're still trying to figure out exactly what this, uh, what what kinds of topics I think this this podcast will cover. Yes. And uh, I had a false start this week where I started researching something called. Uh, hold on, let me find my notes for it. Uh, the phantom time hypothesis hmm. uh or there's another name for it what's the other one? Oh, the new new chronology hmm. and basically these are two two separate theories but they are pretty similar in that they hypothesize well i guess i'll talk more about the main one the phantom time hypothesis that uh 297 years have been added onto our calendar. So right now is actually, uh, what, like 1700, 1800? Yeah. What what year is it right now? <laughs> 1821. <laughs> no, that's like uh, 1721. Okay. Or 1721 and third. Yeah. Add four, subtract four, somewhere <laughs> around there. Okay, and I have that, not heard of this before. Yeah, well, and I I had heard of it, but not really. So I was like, oh, this will be a good topic to really dive deep on. Uh, but it turns out it's just kind of real boring. Uh, and also one of those theories that just doing like a little bit of research, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't true. Uh, but basically the idea is that uh a few hundred years ago the holy roman emperor otto the third pope sylvester the second and possibly the byzantine emperor constantine the seventh uh got together and they were like hey we're we're oh so it was like 700 a.d mm-hmm. and they said to themselves you know, it stinks that we're alive doing all this cool stuff during 700 AD. It'd be a lot cooler if it were around a thousand AD. What? Uh, that would that would give us a lot more pages in the history books, I guess. So let's go ahead and add 300 years to the calendar so that it is a thousand AD, which is, you know, really when all this stuff happened. Um, but. You know, we're going to have to. Oh, and that also would legitimize uh, the Roman Emperor Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. I don't know how it would do that. Hmm. I didn't dive that deep into it. But I'm guessing it would just add more time to like, no, look, I haven't been in charge for X amount of years. I've been in charge for hundreds hundreds of years. So because of this, they would have to add 300 years of history that didn't exist. So there's all kinds of... Oh, so it's like they made up history? Yeah. So they tried to say 300 Mm. years more had passed, not just 
Because I guess they're still going from the time when Jesus was born being the start of right. AD. So they can't say, well, that happened a thousand years ago when it actually was 700 years ago. So they would have to add 300 years. Um, and basically the biggest, I don't know, claim to fame of this uh, theory is that uh, Charlemagne was a fictional character, was an invented uh person i see along with along with a whole bunch of other stuff but the the reason why they think this is that there's a scarcity of archaeological evidence a lot of romanesque architecture still around in the year 1000 which according to this guy he thinks that doesn't make sense okay that if it was seven sure roman architecture pay no attention to the fact that new buildings today get built with Romanesque architecture. It's just kind of a style. Mm -hmm. uh, he was saying, well, 700 years later, sure. But a thousand years later, come on, they would have moved on to new so what's, architecture. What is the big, what evidence is there to support that this theory? The is biggest piece true. of evidence, according to him, is and it's this, just like one guy. Basically, well, <laughs> one guy and then later there was another guy. Okay. But nobody bought any of these. Oh, the second guy, Gary Kasparov, the chess player, uh, like popularized it because he supported it. Okay. And it's that old, real. I find this very annoying uh, idea that basically people go, oh, Gary Kasparov is really good at chess, so he must be he must very know. smart about yeah. everything. And it's like, <laughs> no, you can be really smart about one topic and a complete more... I see this happen a lot with like doctors and lawyers and stuff where people point to someone, they're like, well, he's a doctor. It's like, well, okay, he could have <laughs> never read anything to do with any other topic uh, ever mm -hmm. and still become a doctor. Actually, that happens a lot too, I feel like, with... Uh, uh, academics like professors were like really you know becoming like a doctor of something is hard like a phd but uh i don't know if you try long enough eventually you'll become a phd it's really just more of a sign that you stuck it out you, you just kept doing it and they're just very they're an expert in one field but not yes a completely related field yeah exactly um but, so one of the reasons why I decided not to do this topic, this topic that we've been talking about <laughs> for five solid minutes now, is that uh, there's like a bunch of calendar stuff that basically equates to that every hundred years, there's basically like a leap day that gets that would be added onto the calendar. Okay. But when this guy did the math there were 10 extra days instead of 13. So he, based on that, he's like, there's 300 years missing. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. really follow. It, it's very flimsy. Um, and it's explained by, again, equally confusing uh, explanation of, oh, actually around this year, we switch from this calendar to this calendar, and that's why those calculations uh, got thrown off. It's calculations based on stars and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, uh, it, it, along with what we consider like the current date. And are there people today that believe this? Yes. 
Interesting. But I mean, not very many and you know, none of them are smart. <laughs> um, and you know, this is just very easily disproven by there's ancient astronomy where people did write about, Oh, today's this day. And here's what the, mm-hmm. the stars looked like. Here's what was going on. And yeah, yeah you track that and it maps. And also, so this guy also had to throw out any kind of like a carbon dating or radiological dating. Basically he says, no, that's all, that's all bullshit. That's all nonsense. None of that stuff works. It's like, well, okay. a lot of other people, <laughs> are you sure you're not just saying that because it invalidates your claim? Uh, I didn't realize this, though, that based on, so basically he's saying, like, how can we tell if anything's more than, like, a thousand years old because based on uh, tree rings because that's the oldest, uh, like, a current living tree is. Right. So how can we tell based on dead trees? And basically, you know, scientists are like, oh, because we look at a bunch of trees and there's overlap in the trees. And then we can look at old wood and count the rings there and compare it. You know, it came from this forest. and Oh, we can see here's, you know, the same rough winter or whatever. So we can line them up through this. But through all that stuff, we can date stuff back 60,000 years. But 11,000 years, we can we can date stuff. And then also have uh, ancillary evidence from ice cores from like, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. North and South Pole and coral and shells and all kinds of stuff like that. But... According to this theory, and again, this is where it gets stupid. Remember, everybody thought, uh, you know, the world was going to end in 2012 because of the Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. That was one of the times that the world one was One of the times. End. But that was like a big one. Mm-hmm. That was a big, like, look at the Mayans. They built a calendar and it stops in 2012. Something's going to happen. Well, according to this guy, that's why the world didn't end in 2012. Oh, so it's going to happen in another 300. It's going to happen in another three years, but 300 years, 300 years. But this is where this guy loses me because he (laughs) says that this is also why that's where he loses you. (laughs) Well, no, that I get, but he said, uh, also, this is why Y2K didn't happen. Okay. And that has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Continue. I don't understand. (laughs) Y2K was going to happen because computers weren't built (laughs) to deal with uh, more than two digits for the year. That's all. And that still was the case. Like, they know why Y2K didn't happen. I mean, a lot of work went into preventing it from happening. Um, Yeah. So, uh, so we're not talking about that tonight. <laughs> we're no, we're not talking about that. Oh, but but just real quick, there's another uh, the new chronology. It's mathematician uh, Anatoly Fomenko, uh, and he is saying that the Roman Empire, ancient Greece, and ancient Egypt were actually during the Middle Ages. So, on, as opposed to two thousand years ago, he's saying this happened a thousand years ago. So not that long. He's like a very complicated uh, idea about Jesus, that Jesus was like an amalgamation of a bunch of different people. Like the Jesus from the Bible. Historical Jesus, yeah. Or like uh, not historical Jesus, I don't know, Bible Jesus, I guess, biblical Jesus. Mm -hmm. But then he also says uh, there was a real Jesus. He was born in Crimea on December 25th, 1152. 
and that he was crucified up there, you know, what, 32, 33 years later. Huh. Um, which also is just a very weird. So like they, they changed the whole calendar, but they were like, yeah, but Jesus must be born on Christmas. <laughs> um, and that Rome was just a placeholder name for a bunch of cities. So a bunch of places, basically what he's trying to say is when we read about ancient Rome, that's actually about a bunch of different cities and that Rome was a word for city that that's just what they called a city was Rome. Oh, hmm. Um, yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah, just a lot of, uh, real, uh, cherry pick data. There was a guy, uh, was it the same guy? Uh, uh, I, I don't have exactly where I got this note from, but there was apparently somebody involved with all this theory. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, the stuff didn't really check out the, you know, chronology and everything. So he said, uh, I'll reveal the reasons in a letter that shall only be opened after my death. And then he died and they couldn't find any letter. <laughs> but that's a pretty good idea. I'm going to start claiming a bunch I mean, it's of a stuff. It's a good graph too. Yeah. And like, why not just claim stuff like upon my death? Uh, what were his like credentials that made anyone... This guy was a mathematician. It sounds like he was a pretty good okay. mathematician. But again, being a good mathematician doesn't mean you understand history and and can understand why uh, certain things seem the way they were. And basically, this one, this is actually the, the more, right, there's Ginger, the more Russian-focused one um, because a lot of this theory is basically propelled by the idea that Russia was a lot more influential in the world than is given credit for. And that a bunch of people got together and were like, let's rewrite history and add a bunch of years to make it look okay. like Russia didn't really do much. Mm. But according to this one thing I read, they said up to 30% of Russians at least like entertain this idea that uh, that history has been okay. tampered with. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but like I said, we're not here to talk about the the phantom timeline hypothesis because it's not very interesting. <laughs> I something to be more interesting, like like more look all this they made up. Yeah, but it's just kind of boring. It yeah. was like Charlemagne was made up. It's like all right, now I vaguely know who that is in the <laughs> first place. So, what are we really talking about? What we're really talking well. I mean, that's the big question. What are we really talking Ooh. about when we talk about the phantom timeline <laughs> hypothesis? Uh, no, today we're really talking about the Tunguska event. The who? The Tunguska event. Or, or tungu the, tungu the, tung the Tunguska incident, some people call it. <laughs> Is that easier to say? <laughs> no, that was not the word that was hanging me up. Um did you know about this before uh, I, uh, I educated you about it? Wow. <laughs> before I uh, enlightened you about it? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't. I'm surprised. Uh, 
I mean, a lot of people don't, but there's also kind of not a ton to know about it. It's mm-hmm. a very weird thing. Um, so are you? is this another one that's not going to be that interesting? No, this one is going to be interesting, though. If for no other reason, then even the official explanation is bonkers. All it's right, still I'll, a crazy I'll be thing. the judge of that. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, on June 30th, 1908, and I'm going by the, the, uh, the fake timeline that we all have agreed to here. Ah, I see. Uh, Not so, the correct phantom. No, timeline. so actually 1604 or something. Wow. Um, there was a huge explosion in Russia, in the Tunguska region of Russia. Uh, these are the facts that it flattened, whatever this was, flattened 80 million trees over uh, an 830 square mile radius. It's thought that at least three people died, but there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, evidence about how many people did or didn't die. So this was like a very unpopulated area. Yeah, there were some... uh, Let me find what the name was. uh, Eventki, uh, which is like a... uh, Like indigenous... Uh, people that lived in the area. Okay. So some of those deaths are coming from, uh, you know, stories from the uh, indigenous people there who are like, yeah, this person went out and never came back. Okay. So it was a, uh, the official story, if you believe those kinds (laughs) of things, (laughs) was that this was a meteor. Okay. Uh, A 200 foot wide meteor going 60,000 miles per hour. That's fast. That exploded on, exploded in the air, basically hit the atmosphere and exploded about three to six miles above the earth. I see. Now, one of the reasons why that is like the current hypothesis or the, or I guess the most agreed upon hypothesis is because there's no crater. Okay. Uh, you know, they didn't find this rock that fell. And, you know, there's there's debate over whether something could cause that much damage and not leave. Uh, so, sorry, somebody's at the door, apparently. <laughs> uh, could leave, you know, no real uh, big piece of evidence they've found small bits of meteorites of like iron and stuff in the soil oh okay but not not such a huge amount to completely say for sure oh yeah look here it is because like i said they've never found what a lot of people would expect which is a gigantic chunk of iron ore have you ever seen a, a like a meteor up close no I went to that big uh, crater in Arizona once Ah. when I was like, uh, I think I was maybe in college, but it was like a family trip. And they had at least like a piece of the meteor in the visitor center or whatever. And they said, if you can lift it up, you can take it. (laughs) And the reason why they said that is because it weighed like 2,000 pounds (laughs) because it was solid iron. It was, you know, just incredibly dense. And did you try? Yeah, of course I tried. <laughs> Free meteor. Why? You'd have to be crazy not to at least give it a go. 
at least try and convince him I knocked it off the pedestal. So it's, it's I should be able to keep it. You you missed it. I lifted it up, and then I was yelling for you to come over, but you didn't come fast enough, so I had to drop it. Um, no, we were also out there when like a uh, I was there with my family. Like a lightning storm kind of came out of nowhere, and they were like, "Okay, everybody's got to get inside right now because." the you know like rim is full of iron and stuff so there were like lightning strikes all around this like crazy and also you know could go through uh the floor and zap you there were some like what did it look like just, a, just any like old a rock huge... oh that yeah no because it was like very porous like okay. it didn't look like a rock like it was very cool looking like if you came I'm across sure I could google yeah if you came across this in in the woods or something you'd be like what the hell is that mm. like it looks like a meteor um so one and I think one of the reasons why this has become the more accepted uh conclusion of what happened and what knocked all these trees down and everything is because I think it was about eight years ago, there was another um, uh, incident. The, ch- oh boy, Chelabinsk, Chelabinsk? Chelabinsk meteor uh, over Russia. This was 66 feet wide, and it exploded uh, 97 feet above the ground. Wow. So... Did I say 97? 97,000 feet above oh, the ground. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so still pretty high up. A lot higher than like yeah. uh, airplanes going stuff. Right. But there's video of this because it was not that long ago. In Russia, a lot of people have dashboard cameras in their cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, it's something to do with like in car insurance over there. And also to gather good footage for Reddit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of just like uh, Reddit and YouTube compilations. Idiots in cars. Yeah. I guess that's the other reason, too, that it seems like a lot of people in Russia just kind of drive like maniacs. I mean, a lot of people in America drive like maniacs, We live in New York City, so. (laughs) Um, But this was uh, uh, about 30, the, the explosion, like the amount of energy release, about 30 times that of the uh, bomb uh, dropped on Hiroshima. Wow. Uh, 1,500 injuries, 7,200 buildings damaged across six cities. There were a lot of people that had um, bad uh, radiation burns from it. This is the recent one. The recent one, yeah. So uh, people got essentially sunburns, wow. but not sun. Right. Meteor burns. Um, knocked out a ton of windows, mm-hmm. uh, which is bad in Russia when it's very cold. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a big problem there. Can you imagine like uh, oh, freezing to death and your last thoughts being like, oh, damn meteor blew Blow all my, my windows <laughs> out and now I'm freezing to death. This Jesus sucks. Christ. Um, this was the largest known modern meteor. Uh, and the really weird thing about it is that there was a asteroid that was being tracked, uh, that came upon a very close approach. You know, they always say like, oh, there's going to be like a real close. And it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know, 20 million miles away. And that's close. (laughs) It's still closer than is comfortable. 
Exactly. But they they can also, you know, like tell the trajectory that they're like, it's not going to suddenly make like a 90 degree right turn and smash into the There's earth. There's a chance. <laughs> um, although it could hit another thing like billiard balls right. and then pop right into us. I right. mean, I guess the chance of that is probably even <laughs> smaller that two meteors are going to hit each other. Um but that happened 16 hours later. So everybody was aware, like, oh, you're probably going to be able to see some of this in the sky. And then 16 hours before, it was like, oh, we weren't looking over there in the sky, though. There was one uh, actually coming to hit the Earth. Uh, whoops. Ho- luckily, it wasn't that big. So I feel like after that happened, and especially the videos and stuff, people were like, oh, okay, yeah, Tunguska was a... Uh, must have been one of these. Just much larger. Just much larger. Shockwave knocked people off their feet, broke windows hundreds of kilometers away. Air waves from it, like blast waves, were measured in D.C., in Washington, D.C. That's how far they made it. And uh, for at least uh, like a couple of nights, the uh, sky in Asia and Europe was like lit up from this. Oh, wow. And one of the reasons why they think it was so lit up was because of the like uh, dust and ice crystals and stuff in the sky. So that helped like reflect uh, the sunlight better. Interesting. There's also like a lot of debate over some people think it was a comet because of that. And the difference is just, I guess, like a comet has uh, like ice and gas and stuff trapped in it. But the, the light is why. And there were. Uh, pictures around that time taken in Sweden and and Scotland that were taken at midnight without a flash. Oh, wow. As like evidence of like, look how bright it was. How wild must it have been to be, you know, someone in, in like Scotland or Sweden, like, and you see that. Yeah. This incident that you've never seen something like this before. It's like daylight in at midnight. And you can't just like hop <laughs> yeah. on Google like what's going on? Yeah, you can't and even... how and you know how long after the incident did they actually find out and just think like what the hell happened? You know what kinds of th- explanations were they coming up with? I wonder. Yeah, I always wonder about stuff like that. There was also like uh, you ever heard about the uh, what was it the the year without summer or something? And it was like a. Uh, a volcano. I don't know this. That erupted. This was like, I don't know, I want to say like around 100 years ago, maybe. Maybe a little bit more, maybe like 150 years ago. And uh, I forget which which uh, volcano it was, but a volcano went off, covered the, the atmosphere in ash. And basically there was no summer like anywhere on on Earth. Not Maybe not anywhere, but in a lot of places on Earth. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. And same thing. People were probably like, what the heck's going on here? Who turned out the lights? Jeez. Um, there, I, I want to read this one um, uh, uh, tale, accounting mm-hmm. of okay. what happened then. At breakfast time, I was sitting by the house at Vanavara Trading Post, approximately 40 miles south of the explosion facing north. I suddenly saw that directly to the north over Uncle's Tunguska Road, the sky split in two and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. 
the split in the sky grew larger and the entire northern side was covered with fire. At that moment, I became so hot that I couldn't bear it as if my shirt was on fire. From the northern side where the fire was came strong heat. I wanted to tear off my shirt and throw it down. But then the sky shut closed and a strong thump sounded and I was thrown a few meters. Ginger, it's just, <laughs> I'm just recounting I know, a tale it's from scary. well over a hundred years ago. It's fine. <laughs> um, I lost my senses for a moment and then my wife ran out and led me to the house. After that, such noise came as if rocks were falling or cannons were firing. The earth shook. And when I was on the ground, I pressed my head down, fearing rocks would smash it. When the sky opened up, hot wind raced between the houses like from cannons, which left traces in the ground like pathways, and it damaged some crops. Later, we saw that many windows were shattered and the barn, a part of the iron lock, snapped. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when stuff like that's happening, too, you must be like, what? This is it. Yeah. Like the oh, earth, yeah. The earth's this cracking is... in half. Right. We're, we're all the world done. world is ending. This is, yeah. Um, this was a, so, so I mentioned before that the, the one that went off in the sky, <clears throat> in, <coughs> excuse me, in the sky, uh, like eight years ago was what I say, 30 times Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. This was 1000 times Jeez. Hiroshima. Um, and they scientists guess that this happens every three hundred to one thousand years, like that big of a. It's very fortunate that it happened in a place that was relatively unpopulated. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I I saw some stupid video that was like, could this happen? You know, like in New York, and it's like, yeah, of course it can. It's an <laughs> asteroid. It's not like, oh, this could never happen in New York, right? Um, but they they believe that uh, some people think like what happened in in eight years ago mm-hmm. uh, happens like yearly, but that just most of the time it's happening over the ocean. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea. Yeah, we just don't see it. Or you know, even if it does happen over the ocean, maybe you know one or two ships see it and they're like, "Wow, look at that, huh?" And then that's it. <laughs> I think we would hear about that. I don't know if, if you know, like some sailor saw a big explosion in the sky. You don't think we'd hear about that? I think maybe we do hear. Maybe if you go we just on don't make a big, big deal forms. about it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think there's like a big deal to be made. I guess. You know, what, what does it change? Ginger? She doesn't like that we're... <laughs> <laughs> talking doing to this. each other normally she's, she's used to us, like, completely ignoring each other throughout <laughs> the week but as i mentioned uh that's not the only theory out there Ooh. there are there are other theories uh so and they they range from like uh sure maybe to like eh. <laughs> um And so and some of these don't really change all that much or are that like crazy far fetched. A lot of the theories are trying to explain why no meteor was found. So there was a like pretty soon after this happened, a Soviet government expedition to, you know, the Soviet government was like, oh, shit, there's a bunch of iron out there. 
let's go get that iron. It's oh, worth right, money. Right. It's useful. They, they, nobody ever uh, found anything. So to explain that, there are some people that think uh, gl- there's something called the glancing in- impact hypothesis, mm-hmm. which is basically the idea that it was a, gl- you know, it glanced off the Earth. So that maybe an asteroid like went through our atmosphere uh, and then went back out again. Yeah, because even even the official story, it came in at like a very shallow angle. Huh. So the idea here is like, well, no, it came at such a shallow angle that it didn't hit the ground. It went, you know, in part of the atmosphere and out the other part. Hmm. Um. And along with that, so a lot of that's also why a lot of people think it might have been a comet. That it might have been a comet that just you know got so close it went through the atmosphere, and that that would also explain a lot of the other. Besides the fact that there was no uh, meteor found, it would explain the light in the sky and the gases and all that kind of stuff. I see. There's a guy named Wolfgang. Oh boy. Hmm. His last name sounds rude. <laughs> Wolfgang Kunt. <laughs> Can we get a spelling? K U N D T. Okay. Kunt. 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 Uh, he thinks that it was actually 10 million tons of natural gas exploding. So that natural gas had uh, like seeped up through the ground over a long period mm. of time, had like risen up and then fallen back down and something you know probably like lightning hit and sparked off the the natural Hmm. gas and it all exploded i wonder though how that lines up with the witness witnesses like statements that because they saw the sky right they saw something like kind of flying through the sky i mean could that have been maybe that could have been lightning but well there was something in this about, I guess he had like a whole, you know, his hypothesis was more than just this. And it was also like how it would have ignited that it would have like gone up and then come down. Mm, okay. Uh, it's very complex. But yeah, because there are a lot of people that their explanations of what they saw are crazy that they saw like a huge black like tower rising into the sky um not like a physical thing like smoke or something but just like this black line and a lot of people saying like they saw the sky literally open up um what does that mean thinking they just kind of saw it like split in two or it might have been that you know the distance they were at those two sides were lit up mm-hmm. but the middle had no light because that's where the smoke was or whatever and yeah they just couldn't see it from where they were um yeah so that's that's another theory just natural gas but again that's a theory that there really isn't from what i could find much evidence pointing to that okay and it's just kind of one of those like how can we explain why there's no meteor um so along with that there is a lake uh lake checo uh and people 
theory, have a theory that there's a 33 foot fragment at the bottom of this lake and that this lake. So it's like a weird looking lake um, that that's where the meteor is. Like it's a weird shape. Yeah, it's like very round, but and then also apparently very deep. Mm. And I think they've gotten like mag- magnetic readings from the mm. bottom, so they think the meteor is down there. Okay. Uh, and and this is only five miles from the epicenter of where the like explosion happened. So is this this is thinking that this could be like a chunk of it? Yeah. Not like the whole thing because it wouldn't be big right. enough. Right. I think regardless, people think the whole thing disintegrated. But okay. it, there's still a lot of people who question like, but there have to be big chunks out there. And so far, nobody's found like, you know, I think anything bigger than, I don't know, like a, a little rock or whatever. Right. Um but there's a lot of differing opinions. I guess nobody, basically nobody knows for sure if this lake was there before or not. Because <laughs> it's just such a huge region that mm-hmm. is just, you know, was not very. And that's also why there's a lot of, even to this day, mystery around this. Because it's uh, like a very hard region to reach. Do you know anything about the region now? Is it still, you know very unpopulated i think so that's that's kind of what it sounds it sounds like it's you know like pretty northern Mm -hmm. russia and just you know very cold and inhospitable so Mm -hmm. um i don't think much has changed since then and uh mountainous maybe Mm -hmm. let's say (laughs) just making shit up yeah um so they've they've been having trouble basically for years Finding stuff, but then also even for scientific expeditions to get there. There have been a few different scientific expeditions to this lake. And uh, basically, it's it seems like every other expedition, there's a different, like, an expedition will go there. And they'll say, we, we researched all the sediment at the bottom of the lake. No, this lake's very old. Uh, and then another expedition a few years later will go and they'll be like, aha, but we dug deeper this time, and guess what? There's no sediment past like a meter, so mm. we don't think this is old. But nobody's found a meteor in this lake, which is basically what would have to happen, right? Um, there. So I mentioned there's like an indigenous uh, uh, people that live there, the Evenki. Uh, they think it was Agda, the god of thunder, mm. and there's a. Uh, 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 a first-hand account from uh, a woman uh, from that tribe here. She said, A mighty wind flattened our tent while we had been sleeping. A brilliant outburst this is from historyrundown.com. I forgot to mention. A brilliant outburst of light blinded us, and the wind was breaking trees like they were sticks. As a rising whirlwind lifted us up off the ground, I lost consciousness. Oh, wow. Uh, after this woman woke up, she remembered seeing her husband, Ivan, being lifted up by the blast and slammed into a tree. 130 feet from the camp where they had been sleeping. He died a few hours later from fracture, shock, and blood loss. Uh, and their reindeers also vanished. And they hadn't, uh, they never found him. Reindeer. So they just like. I think they were like raising reindeer, like keeping reindeer like cattle. Uh, and I mean. That checks out. I would imagine these reindeer were like, what the heck is this? And ran and right. never looked back. Okay. I thought that was going to be more. 
No. Um, Sad. But the shamans of uh, the Evenki tribe uh, who lived in the area for thousands of years, uh, they say was caused by Agda, the god of thunder himself, who is dissatisfied by tribal disputes and reputedly sent demons with shining eyes and firing tails to punish the disobedient Evenki mm. men. Okay. Hmm. Nobody saw anything to the contrary, so it's possible. And then, of course, the big theory that it was a UFO. Oh. So this came about because in 1956, a Russian sci-fi writer, Alexander Kavantsev, Kavantsev, uh, published a short novel titled The Explosion with his own explanation of the true cause. Uh, According to his version, it was caused by a massive nuclear explosion from an extraterrestrial spaceship. And the reason why he believed this is because he had a few years earlier visited Hiroshima and was basically like this area looks just like Hiroshima did after uh, a a, nuclear after a nuke went off and that. So uh, there is also a lot of strangeness with the trees and how they fell, because the trees, you know, they all like radiate out in a, a butterfly pattern kind of. But right in the middle where, you know, they expected to find a crater, the trees are still standing, but they had no branches, but they were Mm. still standing upright. And does that have some connection to nuclear explosions? Uh, No, but the trees were only burned, I guess, on one side. Hmm. And according to this guy, they should have been burned all around, which does kind of make sense. It's like a gigantic explosion. Right. So he thinks, you know, a UFO had car trouble and <laughs> basically like... You, I, you really like the UFO having run out of gas, having car trouble theory. It makes it more relatable. <laughs> I mean, just because they're an advanced civilization doesn't mean they don't run into trouble every once in a while. Uh, so yeah, basically he thinks like, you know, the equivalent of like blowing out a tire <laughs> so that happened here, but because they were using, uh, a nuclear engine, uh, it, you know, <laughs> caused a big problem. And then understandably after that, they were like, yikes, let's take off before, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a hit and run mm-hmm. before anybody comes along. I also found, I found this. In my own research, this was uh, separate from all this stuff about Tunguska uh, that I found that in, but also extremely strange in 19, I'm sorry, in 1853, Russian explorer R.K. Mack allegedly discovered a giant partially submerged metal cauldron in the region of Tunguska. In the following decades, more and more reports about these strange objects appeared. However, their exact origin and function remains unknown to the present day. Subsequent uh, expeditions in 1922, 1930, and 1936 reported finding more of these objects. According to the descriptions, most of them were hemispherical in shape from 50 to 60 feet in circumference, reddish, silvery in color, and entirely made of steel. Their walls were about an inch thick and their edges were sharp enough to cut a fingernail. Natives reported that during the winter, they often used the cauldrons as, a, as night shelters 
because of the unusual warmth radiating from their walls. Hmm. However, majority of them started exhibiting symptoms similar to those of radiation sickness. Although we have numerous historical reports about these cauldrons, further expeditions from the 1950s onwards didn't manage to find anything. When you say partially submerged in the ground or in... Yeah, okay. yeah. Huh. And there's no, like, evidence of them currently. No. We, whoever, we lost them. Yeah. Whoever, either, <laughs> yeah, either they didn't draw a good enough map and they can't find them again, or whoever left those cauldrons was like, ah, oh, we got to go pick up those cauldrons again. The idea that maybe this was just garbage and they mm. were throwing them out and then they're like, oh, oh, these idiots are sleeping in them. You can't sleep in those. They're radioactive. Hmm. All right. We got we got to take them, throw them out somewhere else. And like but this was first reported, you know, 60 ish years before. before the Tunguska event, which is just like a very I've never heard of uh, any kind of claim like that where any expedition's been like yeah we found all these weird steel cauldrons out in the woods that were like 60 feet yeah wide and just a weird like you know it doesn't sound like they claimed like oh they were from an alien spacecraft or anything like that they were just like yeah i found these weird things yeah your guess is as good as ours but they are somehow connected to the ufo theory that No, they're not. This I found on my own. This was like a separate thing. But, you know, obviously with that uh, uh, explosion that happened, it does add, Mm -hmm. you know, some uh, mystery to it. And does does seem to add the possibility that these, uh, I don't know, maybe this was like where a bunch of UFOs uh, parked hang out yeah maybe it's like an rv park for yeah UFOs. it's a campsite for the aliens a to lot get of walmart parking escape. lots you can sleep overnight in yes i'm aware so maybe it was the this same deal the walmart, in <laughs> walmart parking lot for aliens yeah. <laughs> so what well, after hearing all of this what theory do you like um i like them all uh-huh. uh the one i believe the most mm-hmm. meteor yeah. No like, less terrifying either. Oh, perhaps mo- most <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. yeah, because if it's aliens, you could say, oh, they, you know, these aliens, they're pretty good dudes. They had some car trouble. They, so they managed were like, to steer yeah. away from where people are. Yeah, let's not go to, uh, you know, uh, like Victorian London and, <laughs> and explode all that. Let's, uh, let's head to Tunguska. Hmm. And unfortunately, there were, you know, three people sleeping out in the woods and, you know, they potentially were killed. Unfortunate. And yeah. a lot of innocent oh, deer. Yeah, probably uh, <laughs> millions of other animals, Birds. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite theory? I mean, the idea that it was a UFO is pretty cool. Of course. But, but like I said, there's just... There's no other evidence of that. I haven't even heard any like, uh, you know, conspiracy theories of like they did find something, but they hit it like the right. There's not even I'm sure there is, but none that's even remotely credible. Right. Or the God theory. Yeah. The, the God of Thunder mm-hmm. just pissed off and yeah. 
talk I would believe the God of Thunder theory if there were more, uh, if if uh, th- this tribe could be like, look, here's all the other times it happened. Right. But it seems like they had a very like, ah, he was just pissed because everybody was bickering. It <laughs> <laughs> was also like a real, uh, I don't know, real jerk thing for a God to do. Well, yeah. Knock down 80 million trees because uh, some tribal elders were having a tiff. I mean, if the Bible has taught me anything, that's true. Yeah, God can really I was, strike I was, strike you. I when was he's under pissed. the impression with how you live your life that the Bible <laughs> hadn't taught you a damn thing. All right, well, I loved it. I, I this is fascinating. This thank is something, you. And I came up with all I, of it. None of that was actually. Oh wow, that yeah. was fiction. Mm-hmm. That video I showed you earlier. You you. Uh, I did that in After Effects. Wow, you're Microsoft a talented Paint. man. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all the time we have time for. We should time. we should end this so Ginger can get her yeah. attention that she adequately. Yeah. Oh, of needs. course. Now she's fine. Now she's just <laughs> laying down. She's just like, all right. At least you're not talking about that Tunguska incident you know, anymore. Scary. Or she is just like this. Is boring. This is so boring. I hate this. <laughs> Talk about cheese or. Other dogs or something, please. <laughs> cats, even. I'd even I'd even be fine with you guys talking about cats. <laughs> something I know a little bit about. All right. Uh, that's all the time for this time. This was fun. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment to me. It was. Okay. And uh, we'll see you next time.